before we start, uh, um, did you um, do you genuinely have a PhD, by the way? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I'll, I'll talk about that in front. What of you didn't read my Wikipedia page <laughs> before this podcast? I'm outraged. Oh my god, I'm, uh, I'll, I'm sorry. I'll quit the podcast now. Mad hearts are the people he likes. Mad hearts are the people he likes. Mad hearts are the people he likes. And today he's talking to you. Hear what people say, and I'll bring you great content. We're welcoming you. Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of Matt Hoss Talks to People He Likes. I'm Matt Hoss, and in this podcast, I interview uh, people from all artistic backgrounds and uh, just uh, ask them silly questions. Today is no different because we have a very special episode, a very unique episode, because uh, today's guest is a wonderful uh, comedian, Rhea Lena. And uh, Rhea is a. a is a really kind of palpable and very uh, uh, engaging act. She what she does quite well is that uh, she can uh, both smash out a, a a fringe show, but also at the same time uh, her club sets are tight. If you know what I mean. Um, and we met properly uh, at the we had met each other before in the past, but we met properly at the weekend at the stand. Uh, I was uh, I was on the middle section with her and. Uh, uh, and also Mike Milligan was there and uh, basically on the Saturday morning uh, we decided to uh, do a podcast together and uh, we're in the green room of the stand and then Mike Milligan pops his head in halfway through uh, so you get you get two guests uh, in this thing uh, in this podcast and I was tempted to uh, I wasn't sure if Mike wanted to be in this but I, I've included it because I think what Mike does really well, he comes in, he's very bashful about the situation, but what he does is really, really amazing. Because he really kind of, he's, uh, Mike is a, uh, he's been going for a long time and he's a, he's like a northeast legend. Uh, and he kind of, what he does, he, he really kind of gives a lot of praise to Rhea, but also he asks a lot of insightful questions. And the two of them really open up this lovely dialogue. And in fact, I kind of seep into the background a little bit. So, uh, uh, it's uh, So you get two people I like in this episode, uh, and hopefully I'll have Mike on the uh, podcast again soon, because he, he he wants his own episode. Yeah, I think uh, the, the chat with Rhea was really fascinating, and we talk about all sorts of things, from like uh, uh, not stepping on a compass toes, uh, doing the right act for the right job, and also uh, uh, we also ask a lot of silly questions on top of that as well. Uh, in a couple of minutes in, you'll hear Mike Milliken come in, uh, and then he'll try and sneak back in as well uh and so i hope you enjoy this episode it's very uh it's a very esoteric episode it's not a usual one but i think it is a very encapsulating one so without further ado this is episode 30 of matt horse talks to people he likes check it hope you're ready for a podcast today and i hope you're ready for what we're about to say Hopefully you're on a bus or a train Because we're going to go straight inside your brain Get ready for the podcast Yeah Hope you're ready for the podcast I bet you're ready for the podcast Yeah, yeah you're probably ready Enjoy the podcast 
Well, uh, welcome to the podcast, Rhea. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It is an absolute pleasure to have you. Uh, well, I mean, so I'm contractually obliged, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like I'm stuck in Newcastle. There's nowhere to hide. Will you do my podcast? No, I'm totally doubling in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Doubling with, uh, yeah. London. Doubling. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, we're currently at the stand in the green room, and uh, I saw you perform on the Friday show last night, and uh, it's the first time I've seen you perform live, and oh my god, you were so amazing as well. Like, both, you know, like, that's <laughs> Wait, not... let me clarify. You asked me to do your podcast no, no. before you saw No, no, I've seen you on, I've seen you on videos oh, and stuff okay. like that. Uh, sorry, okay. I'm not not that like uh, uh, random. Uh, I but... thought I recognized your credit card number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but what I mean is that first time I saw you on stage, as um as opposed to like videos and stuff like that and uh, private dances yeah, uh, yeah. No, I know what you're saying I know what you're saying <laughs> this is why you're on the podcast this is a very different podcast but, uh, <laughs> uh, oh right no one else is oh okay what do you do with everyone else <laughs> can I put my clothes back on is that what well, okay <laughs> this is uh, uh, yeah this is uh, Matt Hoss's pervert podcast uh, but, um, <laughs> I think you meant yeah okay yeah well, I was trying to go for a nice sentiment there, but uh, it's, I'm uh, so sorry. I didn't no, 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 please do start again. No, I'm really terrible at, no, no, at no, receiving no. compliments. No, no, uh, it's quite okay. But like, uh, start again. Uh, we can fix this in the edit. No, we'll fix it. So you were saying how amazing I was on stage. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to say that um, seeing you live, both with obviously I've seen some of that material on uh, on the videos before, mm. but like. Uh, it was so seamlessly strewn in with the uh, like the crowd work as well as well. It was so uh, it's, it was really magnificent to see it as well. And then, uh, at the end of the show, you got, you got t- I think uh, a couple of a couple of rows of people doing standing ovations. It was that kind of good. It Aww, really it was really good. amazing. Stuff. I didn't see that, but thank you. Yeah, well, I, I did want to point it out to you just because uh, they were at the back of the room as well. But yeah, uh, so um, do you ha- want? I'll tell you a secret for yeah. your podcast. So I mean. It's only a secret until everyone listens yeah. to your podcast. <laughs> Which is everyone, yeah. Everyone, right. It's a very popular. Is that this is the venue where Martin Moore taught me uh-huh. how to get a standing ovation if people were inclined to give one. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Like, don't force everyone to get up by going, everybody stand up. Hey. Oh, yeah. look, they're all standing at the end of my set. Yeah. But um, he's the one, because I, uh, I was here, well, you know, I'm here periodically anyway, because... Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. And um, when they when they call, I come. Yes. Um, but uh, he was. I had a really. I was having a really good weekend, and he was hosting. And he and I came off stage after a lovely set, and he said, "You know, they would have given you a standing ovation if you had just ended your set slightly differently." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was I finish on a song, which mm-hmm. is totally cheating. So any comic listening, you know, already <laughs> I'm cheating. Yeah. So I, I finish on a song, and he said. What you did is so they they enjoyed the song mm-hmm. and they clapped for the end of the song because that's just how we're programmed. We're programmed to clap at the end of music. Uh-huh. And he said, and you over that applause said, "Thank you very much. I'm really in a good night." And you yeah. left on that. He said, but if you let them applaud for the song, mm-hmm. and then once that's finished, then say, "Thank you very much." Yeah, that's it from me. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he went, yeah. And I said, I don't under- I, I see why. I don't see why that would make a difference. They're yeah. already clapping for the end of the song. Mm-hmm. And I said it was my last song. Yeah. So might as well just be, you know, because comedy is all about being economical. Yes. Yeah. With yeah, energy, yeah. with time, with words. I was like, what difference does it make? And he said, just try it. Mm-hmm. And so actually last night. Yeah. Uh, I kind of you know it's sort of you remember you're like oh this is the place where so last night after I finished the song mm-hmm. they were plotting um, and I know there's no video to prove this but I just waited yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. said thank you very much yeah 
And, and, and apparently it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to you, it works. Yeah. So that's incredible. But it, it, yeah, that's, I think you make some really awesome points there. Because, again, like you, once you finish that, your final joke, you might, your, your instincts for like, oh, get off stage, if you know what I mean. Like, finish on that massive high. But uh, like, it was, um, yeah, to see you do last night, I see where you're coming from. Because it, it felt very... Um, Mag- in the, this sounds really cheesy, but it, it looked magnificent in that, that act, the act of like finish song, thank you, boom. If you know what I mean, it's very dramatic. If you know what I mean, I think it felt like a moment. Oh, to be fair, I think that was the fireworks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, someone's trying to get in. <gasps> no, it- Quick, get dressed, get dressed. Come in. Hi. Oh, sorry, let's not get ready. Oh, we were just recording a podcast. Come, uh, come in, come in, mate. Come on in. Hey. Sorry, Matt, it had to be Matt. Maybe the Elsko's podcasts. <laughs> you got too much, uh, too much Sorry, time. I fucked it up. I sorry. Right. This is uh, Mike Milligan, everyone. Uh, he's, uh, oh, shit, is that no one? You can't record that, man. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it. No, it's totally... It's. it's I've been, I've been giving uh, chop ices to the staff because I'm a crawler. Oh, I always do that. The dead candy man. You know, I get you get that, but this morning I came in and gave them all chocolate celebrations. So you're totally way behind. Totally way behind. And I did the kitchen staff as well. I bet you didn't do the kitchen staff. Ah, fuck it. Okay then. Right, if we're getting the kindness time, I'll give a chop ice to the fucking homeless bloke on the corner on the way around for the shop. So fuck that. And what's he booking you for? Can you never know? That street uh, corner is yours, my friend. I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, could be some, I've seen Disney. It could be some like mental uh, <laughs> print. I think what is yeah. somebody um, who I met in the ether, who's uh, like a, a soul acquaintance, and we agreed in this incarnation to meet. And uh, my job was just for that instant to show him kindness, okay. totally uncalled for. And even though he's my best mate, I'm only going to meet him for microseconds in this life. Whoa, that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Not funny though. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Still, no. I mean, it's a, it's it's a profound, lovely way yeah. of thinking of it. No, I, I think that does happen. I, I think we've all got like karmic and, and you know, psychic bonds and all that. Bond. It's Should I have got, I feel, but I feel like I've gate crashed. I feel deeply guilty. I, I, do, I, do you want to be on the podcast? You're more than welcome to. Oh, yeah, I don't mind. Well, um, I don't want to spoil this. Can I just say though, you are. Uh, you're going to be huge. You're one of the. You know what? When you're when you're a comedian, and I'm ancient. I've been around a long time, and I'm sure you haven't just started. But I think I've met you before. No, we and, haven't crossed paths. Uh, and I just saw you. And I've, I, I'm, if I'm wrong, you can laugh at me and you know feed me on the corner there. But I've seen several times. I'm doing it thirty years. You see somebody, and you just go, "Whoa!" Oh. You're going to be huge. No, Thank and, you. No, you, you just. Um, I mean, X factors. It's not. I hate that word. But there's just something about you, uh, uh, just different level. Um, oh, bless and that, you. that came Thank across you. so. No, so no, it is. You're yeah, a different yeah. league. You're going to be the people I've seen do that before. Have all ended up fucking huge. Could you tell the people about the game? <laughs> That homeless guy, yeah, that, that yeah. booker, yeah, 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 yeah. That's who that was. He's, <laughs> he's actually the owner of the stand, just sort of checking Charlie in on him. Be doing it. Well, so officially, I tell people oh, I've been around about ten years, but actually, I did my first ever gig. If we count from first ever, yeah. in 1998. Okay, no. But I mean, then I did my second gig in 1999. Yeah. You know, like you know, yeah, kind of yeah, wrap yeah, it up. Well, we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Mike? But you're probably fucking. I did my first gig in 1989, mm-hmm. and then it was like one a wow. year for like a decade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you sort of you come back and you go. Mm. But actually, I started. Uh, in London, with all seriousness, at the end of 2001, I moved to London and I went, I, I want to give this a go. Or so why are you huge? You're, you're, you're fucking um, shoulders. I, well, A, to be fair to 
the industry. I think that it's only recently that I've come into my own. You know, like I'm really enjoying a new mm-hmm. yeah, voice yeah. and and a new uh, comfortability mm. on yeah. stage. Um, but uh, you know, cynical side of me is going, "What the fuck, people?" Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I have, you know, because I've. It's taken me this long to get to where I am. But as we all know, if you had given me the team that some new acts get, where they mm. go, right, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, yeah. get you gigs. We're gonna do yeah. this. That, that I could have gotten there a lot faster. So it's a bit of a frustrating one. I don't know. I don't know if it's the combo of everything, the the ethnic plus the music plus the accent plus mm. no tits, which funny, I'm sorry funny, makes a difference. Funny, funny, but so I think that um, I think that you have to get to a point where you don't give a shit anymore. You're like fuck you all, yeah. and then suddenly. You it's arrive. just you look so comfortable and just so. I do love this room. So yeah. To be fair, I, I do love so, this. No, but there, I mean, there's lots of really good acts, but I, I can't even. Um, so it was seventies comprehensive school. I, I, I can't um, express it. I, I think I think it's like an intangible thing. But you just see somebody and you just think it's more a feeling, and you go whoa. Yeah. And the times I've seen it. Um, what the fuck? Sorry. Now, so it happens when you're in your fifties. <laughs> you just go on these tangents and they've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Yay. Um, I think you were praising No, but uh, I, th- I think you should be huge. And um, the, the, the few people I've seen do that um, have always... I mean, I remember seeing a really young Sarah Milligan do that and just think, yeah, you're, you're going to be really huge. Obviously, she oh, is. she was, yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think some of the names, but just people who've made it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hardly kind of uh, Mr. Mr. Kind of star maker. Yeah, yeah. But you do get a vibe. It must really? be like, like, I mean, I, I see myself in football terms, you feel like an, an aging kind of centre back yeah. uh, for a struggling Premiership team, and you see some wonder kid on another team, and you just know you're going to be huge. Someone and, will find them. Uh, well, I'm hoping so. Well, I'll, so, I'll, I'll, I'll leave know. you in peace, I'll get me sandwich. Oh, oh thanks. Well, uh, uh, well, well, thanks for popping in. Yes, uh, well, uh, I'll probably keep this in, to be honest. So, it's, it's, it's a lovely chat. So, well, uh, it's just, you know, Man talking cobblers, um, that's right. Know, but I think when you are huge, remember, I, I, I have no pride uh, on, your, <laughs> on, on your show. Seriously, I'm a complete whore. Uh, okay, even if it's, it's staff, Jordy Mickey, and I'll be dancing like a monkey in the background. It's Jordy Mickey, I have no pride. Anything, Jordy uh, Mickey, stick it on, your, on your show. Jordy Mickey. Yeah, all right, yeah, it's Jordy Mike. Hello, we all lads, and all this kind of um, can Jordy Mike come on the next show? You don't fuck it, yeah. Um, when I have like that because my my aim is to do you know I know that Michelle Wolf just had one but I really yeah. want a desk show there's no women well no Samantha B has a desk show actually yeah, and, and I do enjoy her show um, but there, you know we don't have any we don't have enough female desk shows it's yeah, all very male right, yeah. so when I have that we will go to the man on the street mm-hmm. and I want you on that street corner that you just chalk ice <laughs> yourself <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that will be we'll go to the man on the street Jordy Mickey. That, I would be that man. Yeah. Right? I'll let you get on. Take care, Mike. See you now. Thanks, Mike. See, this is why I like the podcast. It's very, very chilled out podcast, you know. Like people pop in, guest stars. Chris Ramsey probably going to pop in tomorrow. So, uh, <gasps> no, don't dangle uh, names in front of me. <laughs> mm, you know, like, young, gorgeous blonde men might just pop in. Really? <laughs> Can we make requests? Yeah. Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, yeah. He's everywhere right now. Have you noticed? He's whoring himself about. He was in there, that advert um, in there in China. Was if you that ad, you're talking about like um, the, the uh, Centrum vitamin pills where he cooks yes, the breakfast for yeah, like yeah. Phil Wang. Yeah. Yes, yeah, did yeah, a yeah. wonderful re-edit of that, which I've retweeted on Twitter. So yeah. go either to Phil Wang or my 
Twitter feed yeah. and find it because it is so funny. Mm -hmm. So funny. Um, and actually, I just shared a VBC video about um, getting cast, uh, what auditions are like for women, yeah, which yeah. is with Catherine Tate and a whole, you know, uh, Gemma Chan and a whole bunch of other uh, women are in it. And it's a fabulous thing. And then right at the end, who pops up? <laughs> so I'm just going, there he is. Yeah, which yeah. I had already decided to share it before yeah, yeah, it got yeah. to the end because it's such an accurate depiction of what we're asked to do mm -hmm. in auditions. It's just like, oh, can you be a bit more naked? Oh, could you wear more makeup? So, I'm sorry, could you be thinner? Yeah. Uh, we didn't really picture uh, her that intelligent. Could you I, um, dumb it up a bit? I, uh, I think it's uh, on Twitter, Pro Resting, which is, uh, she, she shares uh, the, um, the kind of shit which uh, uh, like female actresses have to right. uh, uh, deal with as well. So what, what kind of uh, negative experiences have you um, had with uh, uh, in those kind of I think the auditions. worst for me are, I get more racial stereotypes than anything, yeah, yeah. which I don't, personally, I don't mind. I, if, you, if you search um, on Instagram, hashtag like Asian parents, uh -huh. and you look at all the jokes, they are all stereotype jokes about Asian parents, but they're mm -hmm. also very true. Now, I'm only half Asian, mm -hmm. but I myself have kids. I am such an Asian parent. Like, I'm looking at this going, I wasn't even raised in Asia, and yeah. yet things like don't wear your outside clothes in bed. Like, my husband, if he sits down on my bed yeah. with his jeans on without the duvet down, like the duvet, if you sit on my bottom sheet, I will hit the roof. <laughs> Do not put your jeaned ass yeah. that has been on some park bench on between the sacred yeah, yeah. place of the sheet and the bottom of the duvet. Top of the duvet, fine. Top of the duvet, you can put your outside clothes if you're getting dressed or rehanging them up or whatever, yeah, but not yeah. on the inside. Oh, oh. but I'm such an Asian fan. But this is the thing. Asians love stereotyped Asian humor. We love the accent. Mm -hmm. Now, over here... It's considered gauche to do the accent. Oh, you did the Asian accent. But in Asia, we love the Asian accent. Um, so it's a weird juxtaposition. But I, yeah, yeah. in auditions, I went for an audition where uh, for a Thai restaurant owner. Okay. And I'm Filipino. And I have to say, because I, I got it, but the way I got it is is what's slightly shameful. But I got the role, and I, and I was going... This is already a little bit wrong because I'm Filipino. Mm -hmm. I'm not Thai. Yeah. But they, whoa, did they make me look Thai? I was oh, there looking in the mirror, like, holy shit, this is amazing. But with you know, change yeah. of hairstyle, yeah, makeup, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was really impressed. But the way that I got it is, um, you know, it was just a commercial, a, a normal commercial audition. They came in and they said, hey, we. Um, we want you to pull a pint, mm -hmm. and what's going to happen is when you pull the pint, a fish is going to pop into the glass. Yeah, yeah. And you need to kind of be like. You know, yeah. why is there a fish in the pipe? Um, and that was that was it. Um, so they were looking for a comedic actress. And uh, I was there. I pulled the pint. They're looking for a comedic. And they're just looking at your face. So that you pull the pint, and they're looking at how you facially react to this fish. There's no words in the thing. And they were looking at me for so long where I'm holding this imaginary pint. <laughs> you know, and it's just two people on a sofa and one person behind the camera. That was there. And, and it, it got, you know comics know this it got to that point of uncomfortable silence where you're like i gotta make someone laugh yeah this yeah. is i you know i'm 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 dying here. yeah yeah so yeah. i just went we don't do sushi <laughs> and everyone <laughs> in the room pissed themselves and that's how i got it and then you show up on set and lo and behold in the script <laughs> 
she says one line, and the line is, we don't do sushi. So I had, and they filmed it in Guernsey, because of course that's yeah, where, yeah. You know, yeah. So as I'm flying over, I'm listening to all of these YouTube videos on how to do a Thai accent, because I'm yeah. there going, because that wasn't a Thai accent. That, was, <laughs> that wasn't even, a, that was just a hack, generalized Asian <laughs> accent, off the back of which they went, yes, we want the Filipino with the inauthentic accent to play our, our Thai restaurateur. Um, and, uh, and so we filmed the whole thing yeah um and then i found out that it wasn't going to air and i was like thank fuck for that yeah uh, and i asked my agent why isn't it airing and she went i don't know there was a legal issue <laughs> <laughs> and that is as much as we got out of them <laughs> oh plus all the money yeah <laughs> because they forgot to put in the contract we'll only pay you for transmission if it transmits i'm like no 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 you're paying me the money yeah yeah for my cultural shame <laughs> well a delightful uh, story um, when Mike was in here uh, you, we were talking about um, you being comfortable on stage and kind of finding your own um, uh, and you said you've recently come into that but when before you are the person you are on stage now what did you have did you try other styles of comedy or uh, how were you different on stage well, when I first started, I was much more of a musical comedian. Okay, In fact, I yeah. think I, I was a musical comedian, so that probably... He's like, why aren't you bigger? I'm like, because I was a musical comic. Uh, and and certainly when I first started, that mm -hmm. just wasn't something that could go anywhere. Oh, they yeah, can't yeah. put you on Mock the Week. They can't, you know... For sure, yeah. You, and, and in fact, has Live at the Apollo ever had music? I, That's actually good... Oh... Um, it must have done, the, but it's not. I know Nick Helm did a musical segment, but not, not fully. Uh, right, it, so, okay, yeah. so he did a bit, but there you go. So, uh, and I've done music certainly on other televised shows, yeah. but just, you know, there wasn't... Mike is not sneaking in. That's shite, isn't it? It's almost like he's sneaking in. No, he's not sneaking in. It's all right. It's all right. No, you've added to it. You've added it. Yeah, I've added it. I'm enjoying it's this. Anyway, hyperactive middle age man. Actually, our last thing said about ADHD, you know, she actually does. She's read through the checklist and reckons I've got it. Completely funny in that, just veracity rather than humour. You won't have to read his Wikipedia page before you interview him. I think I think he's going to tell you everything. Oh, bless. Um, sorry. Um, that's all right. So I was a musical comic, yes. which is very... So I had songs, mm -hmm. and then I had little bits of comedy in between the songs, which if you're doing a 20-minute set, which is mainly songs, you're very static behind a mic stand. Yeah, yeah. It's a very different thing. Um, and then... Uh, and then... I s decided that I wanted to do more stand-up, and actually that journey was really scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I and I and I have because I've never even done ten minutes without it. A good five, six years into my career, yeah. Um, and I'd done paid work and intelligent people, and I'd never done ten minutes. So I started, you know, just putting all my stand up together and working on that, working on that, working on that. And I remember sometimes I go and do new material nights. I'd even bring the ukulele on stage. I'd, yeah. Like, I'd bring it on and I just put it at the back like a safety blanket. Yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Okay, if I can't get to ten, at least I can do. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and just built it from there. And so then. Uh, I did, I started realizing that I needed to do Edinburgh because I'd had a number of children. Mm -hmm. uh, like I made them, I didn't just... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I made some children and hadn't been totally engaged in the whole thing and realized that I had I'd gone from being fairly well known as a new act yeah. and, and just starting out to almost forgotten yeah. because I'd gone and had kids and everything else. 
uh, so I decided to go do Edinburgh. So Edinburgh meant that I had to start writing shows. Yeah. So my first show, as everyone does with your first hour, is everything you've ever written uh -huh. uh, in an order that kind of makes sense. Um, so <laughs> I shoved it all together and kind of picked out a, a little story to to put it all to, and that had nine songs in it. And yeah. then and then I was starting to do more stand up and less songs in my set during the year. Yeah. And then the second show um, had four songs in it. Mm -hmm. And then the third show, I think, had three and other bits and pieces in it. it. The third, it paced out. yeah. Well, the third show was a PowerPoint show. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, I think I, you know, the second and third, I kind of used a bit PowerPoint in there and was, you know, working with that medium, which took the place of songs. Yes. But it's still gimmicky. Yeah. And then the fourth show, I decided, right, that's it, no songs. Oh. And I did an entire hour without songs. So what, what was that thing that pushed you to? Um, do less songs and then, then to cut it out on the oh, show. It's, it's always going to be how successful you are in your career. Yeah, like clearly yeah. the music wasn't working for me so yeah. I had to try something else. So I got to the fourth show with no songs and then the fifth I put a couple back in again. Yeah. Um, but I'd also evolved away at that point. So I was so the first show was nine ukulele songs because yeah. I was a ukulele player. Uh, by show five, I think I had a backing, <gasps> backing track. Yeah. I did a backing track myself as well. Um, <clears throat> and then... Um, uh, and then one song in the uke. So I think there were two songs in it. And then I broke my brain into these like five solo shows, and I did them one year after the other. Mm -hmm. Kind of, it just, it, it, it. I just, it broke the creativity brain. I was really worried after that Edinburgh that I wasn't going to be able to ever write again. I was like, I've written, 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 and now, like, like spent elastic. You know, if you put elastic in the dryer, it stops being stretchy. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that. You didn't but... know that. It, well, elastic, like when it gets old, yeah, it just yeah. loses its pain. Yes, yeah, and yeah. that's what I felt. I felt like when when you're on, when you're buzzy, when you're in the zone, it's kind of like you feel like elastic. I'm like, yeah. Ding, okay, that guy has a little, little, that person talk, little, you know, and you're back and forth, and you're like, I got a joke for that, or you just feel reactive and you feel incredibly flexible within within the um, <clears throat> ability. Escape. Mm -hmm. uh. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh God, I'm never gonna write. So what I ended up doing was taking loads of hosting jobs because, a, I was I couldn't say the same words anymore. I was like, I can't keep saying the same words over and over and over and over again. I think it's one of the reasons I've never been that interested in. I used I did national youth theater when I was a kid, but I was like, I don't want to do theater. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's musical. Yeah. Because the idea of going on stage and saying the same words in the same place, I've had nightmares about. Yeah. <laughs> about being in a play, and I haven't been to any of the rehearsals, and they're like, "This <laughs> yeah, is you," and yeah. you're like, "Wow." I have the same dreams me? as well. They're just <laughs> like, I think this is my line, but I don't know who I. Yeah. What's yeah. my? You know, what am I? doing um and and i just yeah i couldn't i don't know why it was that because i couldn't write i was like all i want to do is so i spent two to three years mainly doing off the cuff yeah stuff mainly hosting and just working and it ended up being that that's what i ended up working on is that is that skill and if you ever watch stephen grant host uh -huh. from brighton comedian well yeah. i mean he he's he books brighton comedian but I and mean, he hosts everywhere um uh, when you watch him host, what you can see is is how some minds can have an encyclopedia or a database or the yeah. ability to database. Everyone has a Rolodex of some kind in their heads, and the, and the better able you are to access that, then the better you are at being able to mm -hmm. respond on the fly. Um, improvisers mm -hmm. also are training are training their yeah. ability to access their Rolodex because everybody has 
most of the same information in their heads generally. Otherwise, comedy wouldn't work. If, yes, if we all yeah. sat in a room and someone told a joke and went, I don't get it, they'd yeah. be like, well, you're either missing the reference or you can't access the reference. Yeah. But that's what makes us go, oh my God, that's a great joke, is the fact that I never would have thought of that. Yeah. But the moment you said it, I went, yes, I connect. It's kind of like... Yes, I connect with that. It's like observational because it's like picking out the things that... That you see every day, but you don't observe it. If you know what I mean, like, the th like uh, yes, let's say you recognize it as soon as it comes up, yeah. but you you don't catalog yeah. it in the same way. And that's what Stephen Grant does as yeah. well. Is when you watch him, he has got one of the largest. Like, if I could roam the library of Stephen Grant's mind, <laughs> if I could just spend a day in there, yeah. just going, oh my god, oh wow, like, you know, just the thing. It's it's wonderful to see him put things together, uh, and that's ended up being what I built is not to the same extent um, in, by any means but that's what I ended up working on was you know was the interactivity and now I really enjoy it I really love it and in fact it's a danger I tell you this now <laughs> yeah yeah it's a danger to do too much of it in your set yes yeah because uh, I I like the charm of doing a lot of improvising as well because I yeah. I find I find it easier than a uh, uh, sitting down and writing the jokes as well, I find, and I, I get a lot more satisfaction from messing around on stage as well. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I saw a lot last night. Like you did. Well, obviously you had um, like solid gold bits, especially with the song at the end. But in terms of like, uh, just it was great to just see you have that kind of that natural aptitude to uh, just kind of uh, talk on the fly as well. And it was just like everything you were saying was like. It was really magical to watch as well. It felt like a wizard doing comedy, if you know what I mean. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it, 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 you found me out. That is exactly <laughs> what I did. I put something in the beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were all on acid. Um, but yeah, no, if you are, but that's the thing, there are different roles on stage. If you're yes. hosting, yeah. all that interaction kind of belongs to you. And some hosts don't mind if you play with the audience. Yeah, some yeah. audiences, some hosts do mind. If they've played with the audience, don't freaking play with yeah, the audience. Yeah, Get yeah, on yeah. with your material. They've set it up for you. <laughs> Why are you not? Because because interacting with an audience uh, has a different rhythm. It, it It isn't it isn't paid for. It's not what people have paid for. Yeah, they have yeah. paid to see you mm -hmm. do your craft. And that's what you are paid for. You are paid, like especially on a weekend with a proper club, you are being paid for what, it's kind of like act, it's called act as known yeah, in equity. Yeah. Act as known. If they hire Rialina and I come out and try 20 minutes of magic tricks, mm -hmm. they have the right not to pay me. Yeah, They'll yeah. be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, where's the stand-up and where's the song? Yeah, yeah, you know, or even where's all the stand-up or where's all the songs? So, yeah. But but we did not pay for magic. Yeah, now, yeah. if it works, they might go, oh, didn't know you did that. Okay, interesting. Just yeah, you yeah. know, and then after that, they might go, can we book Rhea the magician? Yes. Or can yeah, we yeah. book Rhea the stand-up? Yeah. But you you know you still have yeah. to you, yeah. give them what they expect, and if you go in there and dick about and you're not Terry, you, yes, Alton, yeah, yeah. Alderton, is it? I'm so, my brain is so full of cold. But Terry, I yeah. know he's Terry. He's lovely. We yeah. did, we did <laughs> corporate in Germany together, and I love him dearly, Alderton. Um, but if you're not known for that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. risk. It's like if you, yeah, like uh, it's like if you got paid to do, uh, to do 20 minutes, and you did 20 minutes of painting, like instead of doing comedy, it's like it's not the the job you've been described exactly. to doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's fascinating. Um, so uh, I've got a couple of just general questions if you're okay. up for that. Giraffe. No? <laughs> no? Okay. How general are we talking? Oh, very vague. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so um, 
Every six months. Yeah. No, what do we? What? What's the question? So, um, can you describe your act in three words? No. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Uh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I think you can't. You, you know, that's people are always like, "What kind of a comic are you?" And I'm like, "I don't know a funny one." Yeah. I I think you having seen me would be better off. I would much, we all for Edinburgh, and if any comics are watching, I highly recommend that you sit down with six of your closest mates when you're doing Edinburgh and you all swap, you say, okay, this is my show title, mm -hmm. everyone puts their show title up and you all write each other's blurb, because writing your own blurb, yeah. especially if you don't even know what your show's about yet because it's nine months away yeah, and you yeah. haven't written it, it's always easier to describe somebody else than describe yourself. Yeah, for sure. Just get in a room and be like, hey, I'll do you if you do, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, you know, and go. We should do that. Give like, them the quotes. It's like a secret Santa, but like for comedians. Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, well, I like to ask that question because I think it's, it's interesting how people perceive themselves as well because uh, some people, well, most people are quite accurate about how they see themselves, but sometimes people do like have different imitations of what they they are on stage and then uh, to what they believe they're doing. Well, this is the problem, is yeah. that how do you mean? Like, I think if most people were to describe me in three worlds, they, words, they'd probably go Asian female music. Do you uh, know, you know, things you, that you go, mm, that, yeah. I don't know. You, okay, uh, you tell me. You've just seen my act. Give me three words that describes what you saw. That describe what you saw. Cause <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, as educated. I'd say engaging, honest, and if it counts as one word, two to force, but like, uh, uh, but hyphenate it. Yeah, one word. yeah, yeah. Two to force. Yeah, because okay. uh, yeah. Is that because I punched that guy? <laughs> but you, you did it very honestly. Though, I did so. it in a roundhouse, hence the tour. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think that that's what I'd probably say. Um, but uh, yeah, I. Oh, but, thanks. An engaging tour de force. Yeah, <laughs> put that on the poster. So, um, what is the, the strangest heckle you've ever had? Oh God. Okay, you're gonna have to cut out the silence while I think uh, about this. Yeah, I should have this closer to the top of my. Um, do you know what? Actually, I mean, the strangest. I can't think of the. It doesn't have to be the strangest. It's, but you know. Okay. First of all, let's define heckle. To be clear, heckles are actually like actually like pure heckling is when someone's trying to undermine you. Yeah, okay. So There's a difference between that and shouting out. Because often, and this is what I think a lot of newer comics mistake, they automatically think if someone yeah, shouted out yeah. that they have to slam it down. Yes, and yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. to judge every an incident in the room on its merit as best you can mm -hmm. and decide, okay, is this... Because sometimes you get a funny guy in the audience that's shouting out, like, let them own it. Let yeah, them yeah, have yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, There's no reason to... Like, in fact, last night, let's talk... Okay, so in terms of shout-outs, mm -hmm. <clears throat> last night, and you saw this, earlier on, I think you had identified before mm -hmm. me that there was a chemical engineering student yeah. in the audience. And then I brought it up again and went, where's the, you know, there was a civil engineer in the front row and a chemical engineer further back. And I was like, I don't know the difference between the two. Civil engineer, do you build bridges? And he went, no. And I went, well... I don't remember what you do, but then I went, well, what does the chemical engineer do? And he, and his mom went, yeah. bombs! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Does bombs! Yeah. Right? That kind of thing where you just go, well, that doesn't happen every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My son is a fantastic bomb builder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank God you're here, so I'm pretty yeah. sure we're safe. That was really funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... <clears throat> but that comes from, mm -hmm. we opened the fourth wall, 
mm-hmm. by me because I was talking to them mm-hmm. that uh, that gave them permission. So yes, again, right. heckle is when the fourth yeah. wall is shut. Yeah, and it's unprovoked as well because I think uh, yeah because as you say, I've seen well. Some- so, not necessarily unprovoked. Sorry, if you're yeah. going to be an edge lord, if you're going to be yeah, on the sorry, teetering yeah. edge, or if someone is going to be overly sensitive, yeah. it goes both ways. Then you're going to get that. The, some yeah. people would say, "Well, of course he provoked me. He was being misogynist. I had to say something." Right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. You, you're correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think because uh, people always say, "Oh, do you get lots of heckles?" And I don't, and I don't think. You, well, I personally don't really get heckle heckles if you know yeah. but I like to create like uh, especially I do loads of compounds as well so I like to create that engagement and that kind of uh, that community vibe as well so to kind right. of uh, but yeah I, I um, but I, yeah um, so do you get uh, so in terms of strangers heckles then uh, do you uh, have you had any like uh, odd ones then I mean uh, I'm trying to think because most of the interaction I have with people nowadays is through me talking to yeah them. yeah yeah you know i mean I, in fact the video i was gonna have you watch not no in i'm gonna have you watch a video later everyone else sorry about that but look on my insta i'm sure by now i've published it i was gonna be what but before the bit that i'm gonna have you watch yeah. i was having a conversation i was hosting in mm-hmm. the video and i'm having a conversation and i was saying to the room you know who's been to this club before hey okay who who's a virgin to the club mm-hmm. and you know and different people yell out and i was like "Ooh, it's gonna be you know oh we're gonna have fun it's gonna be bloody tonight yeah. um and some guy over here just went that's rude yeah and you're going why is that rude yeah. you know virginity can yeah, be a messy yeah. thing yeah. You know, like, but it's that kind of thing so I can't think of I cannot think of a situation where I can honestly like I cannot remember I think the Sorry. the most horrendous gig that I had was a good long time ago when I was still a new act uh-huh. um, and I wasn't and I I was heckled a bit, but it was kind of like cry. You know, it was clear that half the audience wasn't happy with me, mm-hmm. which I didn't find out until after I yeah. got off stage. Why? So there was shouting out at that gig. So you call it heckling. Essentially, I was booked to do what we call an urban gig, uh, which is which is is usually organized and booked and primarily attended by black people. I was booked to do an urban gig. And it was Mother's Day, and I did not know this, but the promoter had run a Bring Your Mum for Free oh, I see. promotion. Yeah. So in the room, and this was a Sunday, because Mother's Day is a Sunday, in the room was a whole bunch of young black people with their older mothers, and they were all dressed to the nines because they'd come from church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and what I didn't culturally understand is that you don't talk about sex in front of your mother. You know, you're, uh-huh, you know, you're yeah. good Christian folk, and you've taken your mind. So I was doing a rather, I was doing a song, uh, you know, and it was a bit filthy, and it was a bit wrong. And so half the room were like, oh, "No, I don't know what the song is about. What are you doing? Get off! What are you talking about? My mother's here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other half were finding it funny, and I was there going, "What is going on?" And then I got off stage, and they're like, "Yeah, their mums are in." And I went, "You think you could have? Yeah, told that's me that. important information. I yeah. really could have done with that. So that's probably the most uncomfortable gig I've ever had." And. Uh, yeah, so we'll start wrapping up uh, relatively uh, soon. But, um, oh, good, because I'm cold. Can I, I'm going to put my sweater on. Is that all right? That's quite I know, okay, I know, yeah. I know, I know, all this naked podcast. <laughs> uh, so, um, what is your, uh, some of your, what is one of your favourite songs to be, like, your walking music? What, uh, what, do you, oh, do you have, like, any walking music? Uh, no, I don't have a specific walk-on music. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, here at the stand, they, they it's determined for you. Yeah. Uh, 
I, no, I don't. I think that walk-on music is important. Mm -hmm. So I think that it is good to have. But because of the nature of it, I it, it, it doesn't... <laughs> because of the nature of that, because of the nature of my face, because of the nature of... Up until now, up until recently, mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, as a female comedian, you were always going to be fighting an uphill battle anyway. Uh -huh. Yeah. So the music wasn't going to... No one was going to go... Oh, this song. Oh, she's gonna be funny. She's I, I, honestly great song. Great song. This one. Let's let's watch and pay attention and not judge her until she said her first joke. Yeah. So now, of course, no. Now, yeah. people cheer when a woman comes on stage. It's yeah. almost like woo, finally. Yeah, yeah. But no, I don't. But uh, I was doing. Um, I was hosting Red Raw uh, on Wednesday, and, what, and they do comment cards at the end. And oh yeah. Uh, there was quite a few of them uh, there, but one of them that stood out was like, uh, yeah, it was a great night, but wish there was more women on the bill. And I was like, this, yeah, I think that's generally across the board for every gig in the world, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think there's a really funny, um, there's a really funny Twitter account, which I'm not sure if it's still going, but it's like, uh, I think it's called Women, women in Comedy. And yeah. it, it retweets every time there's just an all-male lineup as yeah. well. And she's like, oh, sorry, we were all busy uh, on that day. It's like, But it uh, is true, though. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it yeah. is true that there aren't enough women for every bill in the country. Yeah. And then sometimes when they use two of us in one place, it's like, greedy, <laughs> spread us about. Try this one. Uh, uh, three men in a baby scenario. If you had to raise a child with two other comedians, who would you pick? But a sub-question, who would be the funniest comedian, who would be the best actual parent, and who would earn the most money? Wait a minute, is it me and two other people? Yeah, two other comedians, yeah. Okay, okay. Am I raising a fictional baby? Whose baby Fic is it? Fictional babies. All right, so what, what happened to my kids? Uh, That's it. They're done. They're no. gone. You've given them away. <laughs> what, what's, what's going on? Did they die? What? Their dad took them. I don't know where they are. What, what's going on with my kids? Because I, I, I have kids. See, the problem with yeah, this question yeah. is, is that I'm already a parent. Yeah. So I would raise this fictional... For, okay, so let's make the baby not mine. Yeah, it's not... So yeah. I would definitely... Okay, you know what? My two best friends in comedy, whom uh -huh. I love dearly, Jojo Sutherland, because mm. holy crap, just yes. holy crap, um, and she smokes outside, so that's, that's, <laughs> you, know, just, you know, so she won't carry the baby, let's say, cause, you know, I don't want her to have to change her lifestyle, and she's done four, she's already done four, Yeah. you know what I mean, so yeah. she's got four, I've got three, that's yeah. already seven babysitters built in, Yeah. brilliant, um, <clears throat> she's definitely possibly the one making the most money because she's just bulletproof and uh i'm doing this on personal likes and yeah, but, uh, yeah, i love i love allison june smith yeah and she she was a teacher as well so so she's just she's just wonderful and she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna be the nicest she is also equally successful i think with jojo you know like they yeah, yeah. between them they cover every club that I think exists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, yeah. I, and then, you know, I, I mean, I'm, and then womb wise, I mean, no, it's just like, you know, you, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I love that. That's a yeah. good. I'm gonna, I, me and, and it's, so it's not three men and a baby, it's three women and a baby. Well, it's just, that's, that was a scenario, but like, uh, oh, but, okay. yeah, so it wasn't necessarily that. Uh, but, um, yeah, um, well, uh, basically, the, the, that's the question for which two people would you, yeah. Uh, would I yeah. be tethered to in <laughs> perpetuity because we're all responsible for life? 
<laughs> okay. That's... I, I refer back to Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah, thank you so much for He calling... would be making the most money. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah just... and, and also, his constant going, who the fuck are you and why can't I leave would also <laughs> probably be up there for funniest. Um... <laughs> well, that was the... I think that's... Um... Yeah, that's that's somewhere the question's never been before. So, uh, well, thank you for so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, where can people find you online? Um, in the dark web. No. <laughs> uh, well, my name's Rialina, so I've tried to own all of it, but uh, so if, yeah. So yeah. if you Google Rialina, you will find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and uh, it's right. and dot com and. Yeah, all of that. Don't forget the Wikipedia. Uh, oh, apparently, yeah. And apparently on Wikipedia, I'm married to some pops. I can't remember who. Some rock star. Yeah. From Beastie Boys. No, I can't remember. There's just... Yeah. I've been linked to... Some, like, that's not the, that's not my husband. But anyway, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, it is. So take everything you read on there with a pinch of salt. Yeah. So final question. Uh, okay. Has comedy improved your life or made it worse? Since I started it? Yeah. Do you mean? Well, like... Well, it's, it's open to interpretation, so... Well, you see, you've, you've asked a question which puts a quality onto something that doesn't necessarily have to be yes. qualified. Yes. Uh, comedy yeah. is. Do you know what I mean? Comedy yeah, well, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And comedy is my life. Yeah. So I can't really say, oh, yeah, I'd totally be better off without it or I'm totally worse with it yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything to compare it to. And that's a, a perfect way to finish the podcast. Thank you so much. Pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, uh, a massive thank you to my guest, Ria Lena, for being uh, a very, uh, very funny uh, and uh, very giving with her time. So thank you very much for that, Ria. And also thank you to Mike uh, for unintentionally being a really lovely part of that podcast as well. I don't think he'll be too happy with the podcast, but I think he's really... Uh, he really added a lot of charm to it. Uh, so thank you both to them. Thank you to the stand for letting us record there. And uh, on top of that, um, uh, yeah, uh, thank you, the listener, for checking it out. It's great. To, uh, I'm only a small-time comedian, so having your support and listening to my products is really, really handy. And so if you like the kind of stuff I do, please share it with your friends. And um, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, uh, check out the other ones as well. I talked to other other comedians like uh, last uh, earlier this month. I talked to Louise Young, who was uh, fantastic. That's that's a very awkward interview, but a brilliant one at the same time. Uh, and also in the future, I've got some really cool guests coming up. Uh, someone like uh, Tom Taylor. Uh, we also have the Noise Next Door. Uh, and on top of that, we have uh, uh, some more Edinburgh booked in as well. I believe we've got Beck Hill on the cards as well. So keep your ears peeled for that. If you want to hear me live, uh, I am on Radio Stockton on Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. You can listen online for that. I have guests every week uh, from the northeast scene. You can check that out. Or I on Darlow Radio at 10 uh, to 12 uh, in the morning uh, on Thursday. So you can hear that anytime. But if you want to see me live, I'm doing my Edinburgh Fringe show from the 1st of August to the 25th of August, apart from 12th. It's 10 past 7, and it's at Just a Tonic Meeting Room at the Grass Market Centre. Uh, it's called Here Comes Your Man, and as you know by now, it's all about love and romance. So do buy tickets for that. It's only £5, uh, and buy it today. And please, for the love of God, if you're going to the Edinburgh Fringe, 
Tell a friend about the show. Even if you're not going, but you know a friend is, tell them to see my show. And they'll be like, who's Matt Haas? you be like, uh, he's only the coolest comedian in the world. And they'll be like, okay, cool, I'll buy 50 tickets. That would be appreciated. Um, so yeah, please come and support that. And if you're not going to the Fringe, but you do want to see the show, I'm doing a litany of previews in the next month. Uh, do hurry fast though, because the uh, tickets are going for that. Uh, all around in Newcastle uh, on the 11th and the 27th of July. And there's two dates for you there. Leeds also on the 27th of July, but in the evening. Uh, and also, uh, I'm all around. So do check that out. And Balkan Regis on the 5th of July. Yeah, if you're down down that way do do come and see that uh, well yeah what else really i think that i think that's broadly it uh thank you for listening i've been matt hoss and we'll be back uh, next month with more great guests thank you very much see you soon bye